0: hello there boxing fans around the world thank you for joining me once again here on talk and fight from the episode of boxing news today and we're going to start off with uh eddie hearn according to jim kalfa over at uh, boxingnews24.com he says eddie hearn uh says the anthony joshua versus dillian white rematch might not happen on august 12th because the money is too far apart. This is, of course, news to us because we thought this was a done deal. Anyway, uh, Jim continues, it was always going to be tough for Hearn to try and make a deal with White because he's popular, highly ranked, and not someone that's used for tune-up purposes. Hearn states that the offer he made to White, 29 and 3, by the way, was rejected. As a result, he's now moving on to two other options he has. Given the short amount of time, Hearn says he's got a deal, he's got to get a deal done soon so that Joshua can prepare for that style with his trainer, Derek James. Hearn needs a tune-up opponent for Joshua to prepare for a fight against Deontay Wilder in December in Saudi Arabia, that we've talked about a lot. And he says that AJ and his coach, Derek, both requested White as his opponent for August 12th. However, what they may not have realized is that money is what he would want. Hearn didn't give any hints about who the other two options are for Joshua's next fight, but there are some excellent ones on the table. Dempsey McKean would be a good opponent. He's not a big puncher and he has the size that would help Joshua prepare for the six foot seven wilder. Um let's just have a quick look and see if Eddie says anything brilliant. Um if we can't get the wilder fight done, what if we can't get the wilder fight done? What? Then we need to do a much bigger a bigger fight on August 12th. Or we look at Tyson Fury in September. But I believe, and Frank spoke to the guys at Skills Challenge last night, that we're going to get that fight made with Wilder. So once we do that August 12th, if we can't make it with Dillian White, then we'll take uh, someone else in top 15. AJ's desire, however, is to fight Dillian White. For me, I think if you've got Deontay Wilder locked in for December, fighting Dillian White on August 12th is risky. Bear in mind the amount of money you're about to fight for uh, Dillian White for. He and Derek James especially requested Dylan White. The issues is money. Uh, Dylan White wants, uh, and, and AJ wants more money. The market is going to start changing a little bit in general for boxing, and I don't think we can get the number that Dylan wants for that fight in all honesty. Well, there you go. All right. Also, according to uh, Craig Daly over at BoxNews24.com, he says, Errol Spence versus uh, Terence Crawford uh, might cost fans $84.99. That's U.S. bucks for their July 29th fight. It still might be too high to prevent fans from turning up their noses at paying and choosing the cheaper route to watch it on illegal streams or YouTube immediately after the contest ends. True that. Uh, he goes on to say this is less than the out of the world $100 pay-per-view price for the disappointing Floyd Mayweather Jr. versus Conor McGregor and many Pacquiao events. Those two fights left boxing fans hopping mad feeling ripped off afterward the undercard still hasn't been revealed so the early buyers must decide whether there's a fair price for the spence crawford welterweight undisputed championship uh yes he says i hate to predict this early but it's likely the undercard will just be prospects uh, in showcases fights read mismatches to make them look good it would be nice for the fans if they got value for the money by the organizers putting this together uh such as a loaded card from top to bottom or at least two to three good undercard fights instead of the usual none. Terence Crawford said, I won't step too high and say all time, but nine, my name would be up there in those talks. On July 29th, we're, we're, ta- we're taking all those titles home, all those naysayers, and all those people that doubted me, and doubted my skills and my ability to be who I say I am, and that's the best fighter in the world. it's going to be humdinger that fight will be a great fight but they're absolutely right who's going to pay 85 bucks they've got to announce that undercard anyway dan ambrose over boxingnews 24com says again relate to eddie hearn here eddie hearn revealed on thursday the wba light heavyweight champ dimitri bivel is still in play for canelo alvarez's next fight in september this was just after me announcing the other day that uh Bivel is Canelo's preferred choice, shall we say, despite the emergence of Jermal Charlo and Badu Jack as plan B options. Anyway, the Mex- uh, matchroom boxing promoter Hearn says they need to get the money agreed on the canelo Bivol rematch, as Bivel, who's 21-0, didn't agree to what's been offered to him thus far. It's possible that Canelo's intentionally putting Bivel in limbo making him think he's not going to get the fight but in reality he's the primary target for september bival and his manager vadim Komolov didn't like that canelo has offered him the same deal as their previous fight in may of last year even though he beat him they believe that if canelo wants the rematch he'll offer a new deal by the way hearn says the wbc cruiserweight champ badu jack is one of the first quarter of 2024 but not this year for those who are wondering. All right, let's move along to my next favorite, not favorite topic, Teofimo Lopez. Two, two time, uh, two well, two, two weight world champion, Teofimo Lopez vacated his WBO super lightweight title. Let's put this in air quotes, as suspected in a move that solidified his previous retirement announcement. Lopez faced doubts over his intentions when stating he would walk away from the sport at 25 after beating Josh Taylor. However, Lopez's reasoning isn't valid, according to his recent discussions on the matter. Teo believes he became undisputed in two weight classes by outscoring the Scott at Madison Square Garden. Previously, Lopez had defeated Vasily Lomachenko to unify the late division. On the night, the WBC franchise belt was on the line, confusing many with its meanings. The overcoming Lomachenko in the bubble during the pandemic Lopez held aloft all four belts, and many, including WBN, thought he was undisputed. That would be world boxing news, by the way. That was until World Boxing Council put out a statement revealing that Devin Haney was, in fact, the only WBC champion. Without this WBC clarification, the consensus was that Teo was the rightful, undisputed lightweight king. In addition to 135, Lopez now sees himself as undisputed at 140, following the Taylor win. His logic for this is that he beat the undisputed ruler who never lost his belts, only vacated them. But the fact Lopez beat Taylor without the belts is not only the, is not the only downside. The bone of the contention comes from the fact that Taylor lost to Jack Catterall. Therefore, Taylor was never the rightful undisputed champion when Lopez fought him. So, in a nutshell, Lopez could have been a two-weight undisputed world champion and got out at 25, but in the eyes of the sport itself, He's never been either. To make Thursday's developments all the more dumbfounding as nobody really sees Lopez as never fighting again, nonetheless, he said, thank you, everyone, for making the greatest moments in my career a great one. Thank you, top-rank and ESPN, for making the takeover into a real thing. I am forever grateful to all the sanctioning bodies in boxing for showing me I am more than boxing. What a career. Before Lopez made that remark, WBO president Paco, uh, Valcarcel had confirmed the news. Just now, he said, tf Lopez is texting me that he's relinquished his super lightweight title. We should respect his decision. If he comes back, the WBO doors will be open for him uh, no matter what. Lopez then gave a small insight into why he's disillusioned with the sport. It comes after Terence Crawford stated he would become the first two-weight undisputed champion of the modern era. Errol Spence Jr. trainer uh, Derek James had corrected Crawford at the second leg of their press tour. Don't be that kind of groupie, T.O. told a media person. How can someone call themselves real when expressing false information? Derek James is correct. I'm the first male to do it. Errol Spence Jr., that is why I'm content with retiring from this new era of mediocre boxing. We will see T.O. back. Will we see T.O. back in the ring again? Of course we will. Is he a two-weight undisputed champion? Of course not. All right, that was courtesy of phil j uh, over on uh, worldboxingnews.com over to fightnews.com we see the DeZone stream undercard has been finalized for the july 8th clash between undefeated knockout artist virgil ortiz jr he's 19-0 19 knockouts and wba regular welterweight champion iamantas saniones he's 14-0 with nine knockouts taking place at the at&t center in san antonio texas if you've not been to San Antonio, I highly recommend it. It's a great city to go visit, especially when they have a boxing event. In the chief supporting role, unbeaten lightweight Floyd Kid Austin Schofield, who's been profiled many times on Knuckle Up, for example, 14 and 0, by the way, 11 knockouts, will face Haskell Hackman Rhodes, 28 4, and 1, 13 knockouts in a 10 rounder. Also on tap are WBA, WBC female flyweight champ Marlon Esparza. Hmm, very nice. by the way, one knockout against WBO ruler Gabriela Alaniz. 14-0, six knockouts in a 10-round unification fight. And lightweight Joseph Jojo Diaz uh, against uh, a a fighter to be announced. Other bouts taking place that evening. Eric Tudor versus uh, Reggie Harris Jr. in the super welterweight division. Tristan Kalkruth versus Jamie Solario in the cruiserweight. And Darius DFG Fulham versus Ricardo Medina in the light heavyweight division good stuff for San Antonio all right let's move along to England where we have some news regarding someone named Fury not Tyson Roman Fury Tyson Fury's brother returns to action as he takes on Eric Nazarian at York Hall this is on the undercard of the fight I mentioned the other day Tyson's brother has fought once before as a professional beating Ryan Hibbert in his debut Now he's up against the Georgian fighter Nazarian, who fans are comparing to Britain's Got Talent legend Stavros Flatley. Of course, we over here who have not seen uh, Britain's Got Talent will not know who Stavros Flatley is. Nevertheless, Nazarian appeared noticeably shorter and rounder than his adversary at Thursday's weigh-in, and now fans are expecting an easy win for Fury. Elsewhere on the card, KSI's former trainer Vidal Riley takes on Anis Taj in a rematch. And it's the Fraser Clark uh, going up against Marius Walk that I'd mentioned the other day in, in their weigh-in that the size was incredible in terms of their difference. And Clark made the comment, you know, "He's a big boy." So we'll see what happens on that front. Looking forward to those results uh, in upcoming fights. Uh, seems like Granite Chin's back on the radar. Granite Chin Promotions is coming is bringing boxing back to Quincy, Massachusetts. Outdoors at Veterans Memorial Stadium for the benefit of Operation Homefront on Friday, August 11th, and the rain date is actually August 12th. Um, Veterans Stadium Showcase uh, uh, will showcase many of the best and most popular professional and amateur boxers throughout New England, particularly those from Massachusetts. Um, Quincy has hosted a few outdoor amateur events in the past, but this will be the first in the city of Presidents. Quincy's natives, John Adams and his son, John Quincy Adams, to feature professional fighting on the lights. Quincy is a coastal city of 100,000 people located in the shadows of Boston to the south. Chris Chayetti said, what a night this is going to be. Not only are fans going to see some of the state's best fighters in the ring, but we're also raising money for Operation Homefront to help out veterans and their families. I can't think of a better spot than this than the beautifully renovated Veterans Memorial Stadium. I want to thank the New England Free Jacks, that's a pro rugby team based in Quincy, for their assistance in making this event happen. Uh, Former New England welterweight champ Mike Badman-Ohan Jr., also uh, profiled on talk and fight on uh, my core's knuckle up show takes on harry the hitman gigliotti nine and four by the way reigning abf atlantic super lightweight title holder in a classic intra base state throwdown rivalry fight between fighters from respectively holbrook versus haverhill the eight round main event is a non title junior welterweight bout that promises that future title implications for the winner i'm excited to headline the big local show ohan commented i'm going out there and show everyone that i'm a top level fighter and i wouldn't expect anything less in the co-featured event uh, two belts will be on the line in another all massachusetts showdown only eastern versus western in the eight round middleweight unification fight between newly crowned usbf middleweight champ julian black dragon baptiste out of woburn and massachusetts middleweight title holder Jamar Jones, 3 and 1, out of Pittsfield. Undefeated middleweight prospect Francis, the Frank, that Tank Hogan, 14 and 0, by the way, of nearby Weymouth, Massachusetts, is, sta- is slated to be in action against an opponent to be determined. Hogan was a celebrated amateur who's a 2020 USA Boxing Olympic team alternate, as well as 2010 New England Golden Gloves champ. And we have an undercard which will be announced soon. Uh, By the way, boxing in Quincy dates back to the 1880s and Jake Kilrain, a bare knuckle boxing champion, who is inducted in the Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame. In addition to the International Boxing Hall of Fame, Kilrain, uh, who's buried in Quincy St. Mary's Cemetery, fought legends such as John L. Sullivan and James Corbett. Wow. Did not know that. Good stuff for Quincy. Well, uh, boxing fans, thanks for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight. Appreciate it very much. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Hit that Frank Sanchez versus Jared. Anderson. Oh, looking any any fight. Look any fight with Jared Anderson on the. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it indeed. And that's a great. That's a great matchup. By the way, Frank Sanchez, Jared. What's he now? The real big baby Anderson. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the heavyweights and looking forward to anything involving Jared Anderson. Uh, and one day when he crosses the pond, and I expect that one day to be soon. Uh, look out Brits. All right, sports fans, appreciate it. Remember to like, share, subscribe hit that notification bell. We'll see you at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Gore uh, for Knuckle Up and then 7 p.m. for the Friday night panel. Thank you. See you then.